It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Certainly an exciting day for the Edmonton Oilers to acquire Duncan Keith. Just felt like uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Right now, it was a, it was a good fit, a great fit. Excited to uh, to start this this new chapter of my career and try to win a cup in Edmonton. It's always been uh, my goal to, to be able to stay in Edmonton, and it's just what I've wanted. I've loved my time in Edmonton so far. The team is uh, progressing uh, the way we want it to, and I want to be a part of that. And uh, obviously, the biggest reason I want to stay is that I want to win at Edmonton. Here's McCabe and all the way, scores! Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for this Sunday, February 20th. It's a long weekend. Happy family day to all of you listening to this podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1216, the two guys in a goalie podcast. My Twitter's at HernanTheMan, at Locked On Oilers. Thanks for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. As we break down an ugly night down at Rogers Place as the Edmonton Oilers' five-game win streak is snapped up by the Minnesota Wilds. They fall 7-2-3. We'll break it all down. We'll get to the good and bad, and we'll hear from Jay Woodcroft. We'll keep it... uh, Nice, quick, and tidy uh, tonight as <laughs> it's Sunday. And uh, yeah, hopefully you have the day off tomorrow and a lot of people that are working. But if you're off, enjoy it, relax, and then get uh, ready for a short work week, which is always nice. So the order now 28-19-3, still 59 points for third in the Pacific. Vegas also won tonight, so now they're three points up with the game in hand as they uh, were able to defeat the Sharks, who are sliding hardcore right now. They get by the Sharks by a score 4-1. to one. Good news, Dallas loses 3-1. to one, And then uh, no other games with uh, implications regarding the Pacific Division. So the Oilers uh, don't move from the spot and they'll get ready for an enormous uh, road trip here against some very tough teams. And it's going to be fun to see how they fare against Tampa Bay, 
Florida, Carolina. I mean, Philadelphia, not a good team. Chicago, not a good team. But the Oilers uh, tend to struggle. They've lost with both those teams this season. So another busy week. Uh, they fly out tomorrow. So no uh, no practice, obviously. No media avails. And then we'll be back at it on Tuesday and get ready for their game in Tampa Bay. But we'll get to all that uh, as Wednesday comes around. Um, some stats from tonight's game. Not good. The Oilers uh, outshoot the Wild 33-22. They also take the faceoffs with a 64 percent advantage power plays wild one for three Oilers one for two Oilers out hit the wild 22 to 19 uh, blocks 11 9 for the wild and giveaways 21 11 for the Edmonton Oilers and if you watch this game yeah now you know why as I didn't start well I mean Benson giveaway leads to the first goal Bouchard doesn't shoot the puck on the on the third goal against I don't know what he's trying to do there you saw him frustrated as well it's very December-esque for the Oilers in this one uh, they just look sloppy they couldn't make a pass turnover is fatigue an issue? I'll say it's a part of it, but I'm not going to go full-blown here saying that's in a, that's a fair excuse. A lot of teams that are playing a lot of hockey, the Oilers just weren't good tonight. Plain and simple. I mean, Smith, four goals on seven shots. He's um, just not solid. Kostanen came in. He was good right off the hop, but then uh, same old, same old. So, And then on to the second, it just got worse. I mean, Minnesota Wilds, fourth line, scored two goals. Uh, the Oilers power play, they moved it around. They just couldn't find, find the goal. A couple breakaways for the Wild. Um, I guess on the positive, Benson scores his first goal. But you always want it to be more, you know, an important goal or a tight game or something like that. But good on the kid anyway. He's been waiting a while for that. And um, yeah, after 40 minutes, it was six goals on 15 shots. That's the, And listen, I'm not sitting here saying this is all Mike Smith and all Mikko Koskin. Hell no. Because the team in front of them was atrocious. They were giving up a grade A opportunity after grade A opportunity. So you can't be too harsh. Well, you, I mean, you can be upset with the goaltending, sure. But look at the other aspects of the game because it was not good uh, for the good old Edmonton Oilers. And and one thing, another thing that bothered me too tonight, like on, there's three points in this game where the Oilers had an opportunity to take a shot and they don't. Bouchard, the one that led to the third goal. Why don't you shoot that puck? Then you see Yamamoto, great opportunity, same thing. And then in the, uh, what was it? In the third period, Hyman leads a four on two and no shot. Like he's right in the middle of the ice facing the goaltender, no one in front of him and he's still looking for the pass. So the Oilers, when they're playing bad or they're not on their game they just overpass that they try to get too cute so uh th that's another thing and when you look at it 22 shots seven goals now minnesota was coming in feisty they had lost two straight uh they blew a lead against the winnipeg jets i think they were up to nothing and hey how about we give credit to the other team minnesota is a very very good team they said second in the central 65 points 31 13 and three they got hard-working players they got uh great offensive players they're good defensively they got good Cold ending. We got a text into the post game show saying, "Well, the orders always lose to the backup." I'll say this: Kakinen is not your ordinary backup, man. This guy could start on a lot of teams in the NHL. So I wouldn't say the orders uh, let another backup off, off the hook. No, I thought he was really good. He made 30 saves on 33 shots. So. Uh, were the Oilers safe percentage? I mean, Mikos was 800. Mike Smith was 429. Can't win like that. And let's look at some ice times here. Nurse, 24. The only defenseman over 20 minutes. Barry and Cece at 17. Uh, the top pair for the Oilers struggled. Nurse and Bouchard, minus three on the night. Bouchard only played 12, 27. He was the second uh, second lowest. The only one ahead of him. The only one behind him, sorry, was Broberg. Nimalainen played 17. Wolagason, 15. So Bouchard struggled on the night, and the coach noticed that. And didn't play him a whole lot and he'd got new power play time 
and uh, he did play 214 shorthanded though so going on him and up front uh how many players over 20 minutes mcdavid nugent hopkins and zach hyman leon just under at 1926 your lowest ice time was colton Seaver, who got called up today and he draws in so i know some people were like why isn't perlinier shoring i sure hasn't been playing really well either and perlini didn't have a good showing yesterday so i understand that and then just the orders didn't have it tonight and you can throw fatigue in there you can throw poor play uh, turn too many turnovers goaltending yes everything was an issue for the Oilers tonight and I mean one of these games was going to come I mean Woodcroft wasn't going to stay undefeated and Minnesota is a team that generally beats up on the Oilers so uh, I'll, I'll be honest I would have been more surprised if the Oilers won this game so this to me wasn't uh, a big shocker now seven goals yeah that that, that can happen but you move forward they uh, get ready for Tampa Bay haven't won there in a long time but uh, we'll see what the Oilers are made of Tough stretch coming up. All right, coming up next, we'll get to the good and bad, and we'll get to Jay Woodcroft as well. This is the Lockdown Orders podcast. What did you think of the game? Are you going strictly goaltending? I don't think it's that easy. I think that's the easy answer. I think that's a cop-out. There was more issues than just the goaltending. But hit me up on Twitter, and uh, we'll get to uh, more from the Oilers' 7-3 loss to the Minnesota Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Back here on the Lockdown Oilers podcast uh the good and the bad and uh swainer's gonna drop some more knowledge i'm gonna have to start paying this guy for all the the <laughs> all of the his uh tweets i use on this show but he's a good dude and uh always finds unique stats that a lot of people don't don't generally look up so uh, i'll give you some of that uh, coming up here shortly as well but the good from tonight uh good tyler benson's first nhl goal I, I give the kid some props here his family was in attendance he's from edmonton uh tough circumstances sure you're you're getting whooped so it's not the best but i love the celebration he just kind of like shoves kaprasov which is hilarious he's just feeling it he was pumped <laughs> <laughs> that was a good moment in that game but 30 games in he gets his first goal so good on the kid uh congratulations to tyler ben so there's a picture up on twitter he's got the puck and uh sure um i'm pretty sure he's gonna celebrate with his wonderful parents and family tonight so kudos to tyler benson that was one of the goods the other good uh me and tommy talked about it on the post game show and yes the others got their butts kicked it was four nothing 13 minutes and i i understand that and uh you have all the right to be upset and frustrated but there's something i saw in the second and the third this team kept going and the effort was there where you know in december january when this team was really struggling you kind of saw them fold right like there wasn't a lot of energy there there wasn't urgency they were just kind of going through the motions let's get out of this game and get ready for the next but tonight i didn't see that even into the third period like i i felt the effort was there and they were trying to get back in the game and just good habits like you know you're probably not coming back in this game but you're trying to create good habits keep working stick with it so i'm not gonna lie i, th I thought that was a, a positive for sure I, I don't know if maybe I'm seeing something different. Did you guys notice the same thing? I know Tommy said he saw the same thing. So I think that's positive. I Nemelain in 17 minutes. I think that's a positive. He gets getting more and more and he's, he's playing some solid hockey out there. No one was really good tonight. So let's be fair. And I think you have to go with Evander Kane as another positive. Another goal now. Like, this guy is just, uh, you know, he's come in and he's probably not at 100% in terms of, of NHL fitness and all that. But he's already got nine points in 11 games for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, this guy's doing some good work. He scored on the power play. Uh, he threw some solid hits out there as well. So, Evander Kane, I think, is a positive. That's all I got. And how about Jim Principe cutting his hair? The mullet, the, those curls. A uh, great job. He did it uh, for charity. And, and Gino's just an absolute beauty. He's an absolute gentleman, and he looks sharp with the new dude. He looks absolutely amazing. So good on Gino. 
that's definitely a good from tonight. The bad. Ooh. Oh, boy. The start. I mean, you cannot, you cannot give up four goals in 13 minutes. And, yes, it's a lot of the team play in front. Yes, it's a goaltending, but that was terrible. And uh, the Oilers just weren't sharp. And, like I said, it was a lot of, like, December. Like, they couldn't make a pass, turnover, city. How many, like, how many grade-A chances did they give up? They gave up a lot. And and I did say you have to give credit to Minnesota, yes. But, holy smokes, the Oilers got whooped in the first period and in the second period. A little bit better in the third. But, holy smokes, the Oilers just weren't. We're not ready to go in. Uh, excuses are for the week, man. You got to find a way. And I know it's a tough schedule, but you're not the only team. And it's not going to get easier here, boys. So I think that's uh, that's definitely a bad just overall gameplay tonight. They, they returned to how they were looking under Dave Tippett towards the end. Special teams will just give up another power play goal. Now that's two straight after doing well out on the West Coast. But you have to be better than that. Look at the giveaways. 21. Like, come on. I thought Nurse struggled tonight. I thought Bouchard struggled tonight. I thought Barry struggled tonight. And I, all the other four defensemen, I think they were just okay up front. I mean, yeah, no one really stood out. No one was terrible. Like, oh, my God, how is this guy playing? But Benson with a bunch of turnovers. Uh, Yamamoto not shooting. Hyman not shooting. I know he scored a nice one there in the third uh, shorthanded. Was it shorthanded? No, it wasn't shorthanded. But uh, still, wasn't uh, wasn't a good look. Was not a good look for the Edmonton Oilers up front. Sevier didn't really impact the game. I, I don't know what you do with that fourth line. Are they going to continue to go 11 and 7? That's going to be int interesting. I thought Fogel, I thought Fogel had some good looks early on. I thought he was skating re very well, um, but nothing doing. And the Oilers did have their opportunities too. They had some pretty good looks. So up front, I no one really stood out like just completely terrible. But no one was even close to good either. So uh, no. No one gets a pass uh, there, and that's, I mean, can't. And I'll say this, uh, the goaltending, yeah, you gave up seven goals on 22 shots. Mike Smith, four on seven. Miko, I think the first shot in the second period, just not good enough, right? But there's one part I didn't like. I didn't like Mike Smith on the fourth goal showing up Broberg. Like staring him down and like shaking his head, like yes, okay, fine, not a good play by Broberg, but there's probably two plays before that it went to Broberg that were bad, and you just let the fourth goal in on your seventh shot, buddy. Like you shouldn't be looking up or or, or calling out anyone. And I know Mike Smith is is known to do this, and he's does it to veterans, young players, and all that. And I know in the dressing room they probably clear the air and they're all cool. And I get that. That's just such. I didn't like that, man. Like a good, especially with a kid like Broberg and and the way you're playing, and you're gonna sit there and 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 do that kind of stuff i don't like it we've heard before that the players are fine with it so that's cool i'm just saying for me i was like ah at that moment like what are you doing like everybody's playing like shit everyone including yourself like come on but like i said and and we talked about on post yeah yeah there's probably nothing made of it either like it's not a big deal no one really brought it up on twitter or anything like that but um for me like i i, I wouldn't like that i'd be like hey you gotta stop that you gotta stop that. you know look in the mirror first before you're calling out other players so Ah, that's just me. But what can you do? And scary moment. McDavid went down there, kind of landed on his knees. Some kind of go off gingerly, talk to the trainer. But then he came back. So all of Edmonton can uh, can breathe. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's the bad. I'm not gonna keep breaking it down because it's it, there wasn't a lot of good, and, and every aspect of the Oilers game today was not there. So hopefully they can bounce back. All right, coming up next, we will hear from Mr. J. Woodcroft as the Edmonton Oilers lose seven three. Woodcroft's first loss. Of this, of his uh, NHL career, head coaching career, so uh, we'll see how he responds. And uh, oh yeah, I wanted to give you the Swainer stuff. So tonight marked the sixth time in the last nine games, Mike Smith 
has given up two goals on the first six or fewer shots he's faced. That's unbelievable. That's not good enough. I don't know what you do, man. I don't know what you do. Goaltending's been pretty all right as of late, but then you get games like this, and, and you just kind of like do the way. Does, does Kenny Holland have to do everything in his power to upgrade the goaltending? I think we all agree yes, but is it doable? Can he do it? Does he want to do it? Those are all valid questions. All right, Jay Woodcroft coming up next here on the Locked On Orders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Rock Auto. Last segment here on this Sunday. It's cold out there. Make sure you're uh, plugging your car in the next couple of days because it's, uh, yeah, it picked up. But yesterday I came into work, it was plus six. I left work and it was freezing, like only in Alberta. <laughs> But it's supposed to be a cold week, and uh, I'll give you the order schedule. Uh, Wednesday, 5.30 start in Tampa Bay. Then on Saturday, it's going to be a 10.30 game against the Florida Panthers. And then on Sunday, it's another early one as they will play the uh, Carolina Hurricanes at 11 a.m. Oilers generally not good in those early morning games. We'll see how they fare. But on top of that, not just because they're early games, but three solid great teams so we'll wait and see on that and then after the weekend games they'll go to philadelphia on tuesday five o'clock start and then on the third which is the thursday 6 30 uh in chicago so five game road trip before they return home for one against montreal on that saturday and then back out on the road for one and then they're back home for a bit <laughs> so it's gonna get really busy really Really busy here for your Edmonton Oilers. And um, Jesse's out four weeks. Yeah, so I really like McLeod in the top six, to be honest with you. I think he's doing some good things. Set up uh, Hyman for the goal tonight. Um, So, so far, so good without the big guy. But obviously, they'll, they'll do better with that. All right, let's get to uh, Jay Woodcroft as he met with the media following tonight's game. It's his first uh, media presser after a loss, but I thought once again he was sharp. And uh, yeah, let's go with, um, let's start it off with just what happened tonight. It's kind of a two-part question. So what happened tonight in the 7-3 loss? And uh, he was also asked to look ahead to a tough week with some tough team. Uh, obviously not happy with the result. Wasn't happy with the way the game, or we began the game as a group. Um, I thought we made some uh, some errors that are that can be cleaned up. You find yourself down four one at the end of the first period. You you go into the dressing room and you you talk as a group about the things that you want cleaned up. Um, I thought we got a little better as the game went on, but just some uh, mental errors that ended up uh, in the back of our net. Give credit to the other team. They're a good hockey team as well. And uh, certainly, certainly our team can be better. We can play better. Now to the second part of your question about uh, this upcoming road trip. Um, We're going to handle it the way we've handled our business here over the last little while, which is we're going to take one day at a time. Um, We are going to worry about the next opponent. Uh, but before we even can get to that, we're going to worry about resting and recuperating after playing five games in seven nights. We're going to travel down to Florida and we're going to get a good uh, team practice in, something that we haven't had a lot of. And uh, we're going to come up with a game plan versus uh, the two-time uh, Stanley Cup champions. Rolling along here, more Jay Woodcroft. Um, we talked about the fatigue, sure. Yeah, and they also just weren't sharp. But he was asked, was tonight fatigue related or stuff that should and be happy. Here's Jay Woodcroft. I don't think uh, we're in the business of making excuses. The schedule is what the schedule is, and uh, no one in that room, uh, I don't think, would go there. Um, for me, 
what I believe is that uh, when you find yourself in situations like this, that's why you have a structure in place is to kind of protect the, the individuals um, during tough circumstances. And, um, you know, certainly... Uh, I, in between periods, we talked about um, sticking together and grinding through the, those tough circumstances, and um, nobody was pointing fingers. There were no independent contractors out there. Uh, we ground through it as a team. Uh, we're going to use it as a growth opportunity going forward. A lot of blame to go around tonight. Sure, Jay Woodcroft was asked just on Mike Smith and the goaltending tonight. Can't pin that on on our, on Mike or Miko in any way. To me, I don't think uh, the team um, played to our capability tonight. I thought uh, we saw some things that we haven't seen over the last week or so. Um, the amount of odd numbered rushes in the first period alone was probably more than we've given up in the last five games. So um, this is not on any one person. It's a we're going to stick together as a team on this and, and we own it as a group and one last one here is uh, yeah he wasn't going to put the blame on the goaltenders he also loved the quote there that he said that uh we're not in the business of making excuses so uh love that i think that's exactly what you want to hear from him so good on him for that and one last one like i mentioned here tyler benson we talked about it already uh, scored his first NHL goal. Not under the best circumstances. It's always tough, but here's Jay Woodcroft on Benson scoring his first NHL goal. Yeah, I mean, a tough game for the team tonight, uh, certainly. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think anybody's walking out of the building tonight feeling uh, great about our team performance, but on an in individual basis for Tyler to score his first NHL goal, obviously he's, he's going to feel good about that and, and try and build on it as he moves forward. That was Jay Woodcroft meeting with the media after tonight's game. And uh, just in case you missed it, Oilers defense and Marcus Nemelainen was fined today by the NHL for that cross-check of Veselainen yesterday. Uh, so the uh, big the, the big young uh, rookie for the Edmonton Oilers, his first fine in the NHL. So you like the edge that he brings. You, you know he's not going to stop doing that. So uh, good on him. Not good on him. You never want him hurting players. But you know what I mean. He's he's. If you're going to come around the blue paint, you got to make it tough on players. I'm not saying cross-check guys in the face. But I don't think he meant to. It just got away from him there. But uh, Marcus Nemelainen doing some uh, solid defending for the Edmonton Oilers. His first fine in the NHL. And uh, I'm pretty sure it won't be his last because he's a physical guy. <laughs> and, uh, he, I mean, that's what you want as a defense. Hope you enjoyed the podcast tonight. Not a positive one as the Oilers get spanked 7-3 by a very good Minnesota Wild team. But they got an opportunity to get back at it. They'll have a nice little off day to tomorrow and travel. And then back at it on Tuesday. And then game day on Wednesday before they get two more days off. And then back-to-backs on the weekend. What did you think of the game? Who would you start on Wednesday? I think he's going to go back to Mike Smith. I know I'm still kind of thinking like Dave Tippett, but I, I just think that's where he's going to go. He's going to give him the opportunity to bounce back. So I think it's going to be Mike Smith on Wednesday. Both guys obviously split the weekend. How would you do it? Is that what you would do? And would you keep Sevier in? You're not taking Benson out after scoring. Would you put Perlini or Shore in? So, I mean, those are the only really question, uh, lineup changes up for debate, right? Everything else is probably going to remain the same. Anyways, uh, thank you for all the support. Keep the downloads coming. Hit me up on Twitter at HernanDeMan. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy your day, your day off tomorrow. If you do have it off, enjoy time with your wonderful families. And we'll be back on Tuesday for another podcast. For my producer, Carlito, I am HernanDeMan talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll chat soon.
Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.